Hello, friends of the podcast. It's Matt. So you may have noticed that this episode's coming out a few days later than usual, and that's because we ran into a technical issue. So we reviewed two more episodes of Adventure Time, and unfortunately, it turns out one of the microphones was off, but uh, the laptop picked up the voice. But we both really liked how the episode turned out, so uh, I've been kind of uh, tinkering away with getting it listenable, but it is taking a little while. So for the time being, I'm going to be releasing the first review that we did that episode, and then I'll release the other one, complete with listener feedback, later in the week. So sorry for the inconvenience, and enjoy the episode. It's podcast time! Good one, grab your friends, we'll talk about bear and lands. We met the man and names the woman, the fun will never end. It's podcast time! Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we are reviewing all episodes of Adventure Time from episode one all the way to the wonderful ending. Absolutely. Which I haven't seen, but (laughs) I suspect is good. It is a wonderful ending. Yeah. So someday we will get there. Someday. Many years from now. (laughs) Where we have flying cars and hoverboards and my brain's in a robot body. (laughs) (laughs) Donated to science. Yeah. (laughs) My robot body's going to be donated to Oh, the rest of my body's going to be donated to science. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They're going to be like, how did this thing live so long? I know, right? It's full of pizza and calzones. (laughs) And beer. (laughs) Oh. How you doing, Maddie? Uh, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've been on the struggle bus all day. I have. I had too much soda last night. Oh, soda? Mm Mm-hmm. It was a Friday night soda night. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. So, another episode, Adventure Time. Yep. You excited? I am. I like this one. Yeah. It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> it's all right. Full yeah. of mess, mystery and deceit. That's right. <laughs> I do enjoy good mystery. And deceit. <laughs> yep. When I think of mysteries, the first things that come to mind are Agatha Christie and... Season 2, episode 9 of Adventure Time. I can think of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> That's oh. what I think of. <laughs> and when I hear Murder, She Wrote, I think of old people. Oh. Not you. <laughs> that was But like everybody wow. I've known who enjoyed Murder, She Wrote was above the age of 60. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It turned out completely wrong, and I apologize. No, it's cool. Oh, it's cool. Oh, if it makes me feel better, my puff filter is going berserk right now because as I talk into it, it's it's like wiggling around. It's only going to be standing up for so long. <laughs> it's like I give up. I give up. When will you make anymore. fun of my age? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Adventure Time. Also, have you seen the show Diagnosis Murder? No. That one has Vic, uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke, and it's really good also. Really? Yep. Don't know that one. I know the name, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I like it. Ooh, mystery. Ooh, mystery. Oh. Huh. Oh, speaking of Adventure Time. Yes. Um, the show that we're reviewing. Yes. yes, that show. So That show. What was the commercial recently that we saw that we realized it was John DiMaggio, you know, Jake the Dog's voice? It was for DoorDash. Okay, yeah, John DiMaggio is the new voice of DoorDash, apparently. Yeah, it was really funny. We're like, wait, that's Jake's voice. Yeah. We're like, wait, is, it, is, is that Jake? It was. Yeah, good for him. Good good job. All right, should we get to the episode? Let's do it. All right, so we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 9, The Other Tarts. 
All right, so the other charts has an IMDb rating of 8.1. In the series total, it is episode 35. This season is episode 9. Um, it was directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Echo Casturia and Tom Herpich. Original A date, A date? Original air date was January 3rd, 2011. And they didn't have a recording of how many U.S. viewers. Oh, that's a first. Yeah. Interesting. That's More a little bit interesting. On the title card what is a uh, rampaging gingerbread man stomping on candy people. No indicator for what the episode's going to be about whatsoever. For real. So the episode opens with a narration by uh, Princess Bubblegum set over a galaxy of flavors describing the nature of the royal tarts. According to her, they are considered the most delicious treats in the entire candy kingdom, and many thieves risk their lives for only a single bite. The only one who is trustworthy enough to transfer these prized tarts across the kingdom and into the Badlands for the sacred back rubbing ceremony, which is like a back rubbing chain, yeah, uh, was the royal, royal tart toter. Once the narration finishes, the scene cuts to Princess Bubblegum holding a picture of the royal tart toter, which is that gingerbread looking character that we saw in the title card. Mm -hmm. Um, And Finn and Jake are looking at her in the picture in wonder. Yeah. So the PB explains to them that the royal tart toter has become too too old and crazy to fulfill his duties this year. So she's got to find a new tart toter to take his place. So the the tart toting and like how precious it is and they have to go on this journey with it reminds me a lot of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah. With the ring. One tart to rule them all. Yeah, and like Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, because Fro- it takes its toll on Frodo and he starts going a little nuts. So did the tart toter. You know what? You make a valid point. Well, I support that. Yeah, he went all golemy. <laughs> she tells him that Cinnamon Bun is volunteered for the position, but PB considers him a little half-baked for such an important task. And as she says this, Cinnamon Bun's over in the corner like, Hey, princess, princess, I'm ready. And he tries doing a flip and just gets stuck on his head. And he's like, I'm stuck. Yeah, it's really funny. So Finn and Jay gracefully offer up their services in toting tarts to the back rubbing ceremony. PB tells them that the tarts must be delivered properly and on time or else the Congress of the Candy Kingdom will behead her. But Finn assures the princess that he will not fail her. I didn't know there was a Congress. It's just going to say the same thing. Like... What the heck is the governmental organization? There's like like a billion princesses. Yeah, what do they talk about? Right? Are, and who makes up the Congress? And who decides how the Congress is elected? Or are they elected? Are they appointed? It just ends up looking like a party. Yeah, like they need to legit. And they all look the same, like the same character, but different colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many questions, ooh. Lots so many of questions. questions. Anyway... Um, accepting their proposition, PB leads Finn and Jake to the middle of the Tanatorium. Tartatorium. Tanatorium? Tartorium? Who, who's Tanatorium? Talking? I don't even know what's <laughs> happening right now. The Tartorium, uh, where conveyor belts are busily producing hundreds of tarts at a time. Princess Bubblegum tells Finn and Jake that these tarts are merely imperfections and provides them with um, this anti-gravity tote chamber that really has the that has the real desserts inside of it that she wants delivered to this um congress yeah it looks like a glass jar with some like buttons on it and you can see the tarts like floating around in it yeah if you if you play pokemon go it looks like one of the egg incubators oh yes it does yeah but it's a backpack 
So she instructs them to take a safe and well-protected route through the Royal Tart Path. So the, really quick, though, the Royal Tart Path is like a tunnel that is like it starts in a tunnel, but then it it, it goes into like um like a a monorail kind of tunnel where it's like all it's like guards every three yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, it's like really well protected. So there's yeah. no reason why this isn't a safe route. Yeah, that's right. So then she gives Finn her hollow pendant, which can relay messages and maps through, like, holograms. She departs through an elevator t- to prepare for the upcoming ceremony and reminds them that her head is literally on the line. After she leaves, Finn's struck by a seemingly brilliant idea, taking a few of the imperfect hearts off the conveyor belt and dousing them in a nearby paralyzing potion, which, as she warned him, don't touch it or you'll be paralyzed forever. <laughs> yeah, she was like... Excited about that yeah. a little bit? Question mark? It was a little ominous. It was a little ominous. So then he hands the case of the poisoned tarts to Cinnamon Bun and sends him down the tart tunnel. He explains to Jake that Cinnamon Bun will serve as a distraction while they venture out with the real tarts through the Desert of Doom. That's not ominous. Desert of Doom. So along the way, Finn and Jake deliberately take the most dangerous routes... Uh, reasoning that no thief would ever expect them to do anything so stupid while toting the tarts. Not a great plan. Not even a little. Of course, as one would expect, Finn's plan goes horribly awry, though, as they uh, run up against a pack of hobos. And these hobos were, like, just chilling around the fire, and they could have walked right past them. But instead, Finn's like, we need to pre-attack them. And this, like, character that looks like a BMO, but a larger version of BMO, ends up stealing, like, five of the tarts. They walk into a cave, because why would anyone try and attack them in a cave? And it turns out that there's, like, zombies all up in this cave. Yeah, pretty freaky. Yeah, and, like, one of them sniffs them or licks them. It was really funny. Yeah, they do the whole scenario where all you see is, like, Finn and Jake's eyes in the dark. Mm-hmm. And Finn's like, uh, did you just sniff my butt? And Jake's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake's like, did you just lick the entire length of my arm? Yeah. Finn's like, oh, no. Yeah. Let's uh start this match. And <laughs> so they do, and it's they're just completely surrounded by these zombie things. Yeah, it's crazy. And then lastly, they come across, uh, while they're talking about, like, the worrisome, you know, they're worried about, oh, we lost all these tarts. And meanwhile, you see, like, this butterfly that, like, is just, like, floating around them and then rests on them. And you're like, oh, that's cute, a butterfly. But then the butterfly pulls a laser gun is like give the tarts up <laughs> and they end up having to and the voice of the this butterfly was done by the witch from the witch's garden so it was pretty clever i'm not married i'm not married her voice cracks me up so eventually finn and jake's stock of tarts is completely depleted so they resolve to save princess government doublement <laughs> They resolve to save PB from beheading instead. So Finn and Jake rush to the the Royal Congressional Hall, and they see what they believe is PB about to get beheaded. However, it turns out that they are just using an axe to chop the tarts in half. Finn and Jake are momentarily relieved upon realizing that Cinnamon Bun was able to deliver the tarts in time, but then they quickly remember that the tarts he was carrying are poisoned. (laughs) All in one breath. So Finn tries to stop PB from eating one one of the tarts by knocking her from her hand, but she just picks up another one and takes a bite out of that. In a horrified gasp, Finn believes that the princess has been paralyzed forever as she freezes after taking a bite. However, Princess Bubblegum tells him that she is simply gripped by the flavor and is just unable to move. 
Yeah, her face goes all wacky. Yeah, it was totally wackadoo. It turns out that Finn and Jake had been carrying the poison tarts all along, and that Cinnabon Bun had been carrying the real tarts. And it flashes to the picture of the butterfly, <laughs> and it's like frozen in the air. <laughs> it was frozen in midair with yeah. a tart in its hand. It was so funny. That is That cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> After explaining his failed plan to uh, Princess Bubblegum, she then admits to Finn that she's not mad for being about being lied to since she lied to Finn and Jake as well. Yeah, because she was never going to be beheaded. She just told them that so that they wouldn't eat the tarts. And the two hug each other in reconciliation. Hmm. And as the ceremony is about to proceed, the old royal tart toter suddenly bursts through the door, announcing that the royal tarts have arrived. Instead of tarts, he's actually holding a pigeon and a squirrel. And PB tells everyone that he can't see or hear the guests as long as they don't move like a T-Rex. And he's eventually going to leave. So unable to see the people before him, the toter is seen floating in the galaxy of flavors from the opening scene and gives an inspiring yet insane speech. This cosmic dancer bursting decadence and withheld permissions twists all of our arms collectively. But if sweetness can win... And it can. And I'll be here tomorrow to high-five you yesterday, my friend. Peace. Well done, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you. I got a request to do that speech by uh, one of our listeners, Hunter. You're welcome, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and also, thank you, Hunter, for, for allowing me to do what was inevitable. <laughs> I had to do that monologue at some point. Yeah. So he's drifting away in the galaxy. We see Lumpy Space Princess floating by as well as a huge donut and she grabs on and floats on. Um, back at the Royal Congressional Hall, Finn responds with a simple, sheesh. Yeah, that's the end of this one. All right, Matt, first impressions. I, I really enjoy this one. I think it's fun. I think it's, you know, it's moderately straightforward and then it just goes completely nuts in the last minute which I think is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I think that PB has, like, Faith and Finn and Jake as, like, heroes, but then kind of not. Like, like I think that with some tasks, she's like, yeah, legit, be heroes, be your bad selves. And then other times she's like, yeah, they're going to fail at this totally. Yeah, she she had absolutely no faith in them not bungling this tart-toting business. Right. And but I don't I don't understand how Finn mixed up the two cartridges either. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh-uh. But I so I guess she was right. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like, well, what why send them on this quest if you have a trail that's really well guarded and safe? What was the point? Yeah. I'm not sure. It, I don't get it either. So to her, it's probably like she knows that Finn and Jake aren't the smartest people in the kingdom. Well, she's the smartest person in the kingdom. Is she, though? I think so. She's she's smart. But, like, yeah. she knows that Finn and Jake are good for, like, you know, like, battle quests. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much with stealthier activities. Anything that involves walking and food. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think this one is good? I don't know. Like, I think parts of it were good, and I li- I liked parts of it, but I didn't like the whole thing. It was not my favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I liked the uh, the butterfly. It, there were just, like, key scenes in this one that I really like. Yeah. But as a whole, it's like, it's okay. Yeah, I hear that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Anything you... What didn't you like about this episode? <clears throat> I don't know. I was trying to think of some stuff while we were watching it. I can't quite put my finger on it i don't know i don't really have any problems with it it just doesn't stand out as much as other episodes 
Yeah, so I agree. And I and I maybe I don't know. Like I didn't feel like the writing was as witty as it has been in the past. And the and the fact that Finn is like, oh, I'm gonna put myself deliberately in these dangerous situations, like that didn't really ring true to me. And I, I kind of got the sense that they were forcing this episode. Mm. Yeah, they just needed to pump one out. Yeah, and it, it just didn't feel like... I mean, the idea and the premise is actually pretty cool. I like the idea of it. I did think that it was um, clever, and I just don't think it was well executed, and it could have been better. Okay. Yeah. Because There have been some episodes that we've watched up to this point that, that feel like filler episodes, but it works in their favor somehow. Like, it makes them funnier because it's like yeah. they didn't care. Yeah. So they just throw in all sorts of random craziness. Mm-hmm. But this one felt like a filler episode eh, that didn't have much of that put into it. On a scale of Gret Grinder to 10, it definitely wasn't as bad as the Gut Grinder. Yeah. Uh, but it did feel, I agree, it feels like a throwaway episode. Yeah. I remember liking this one a lot more than I did this time through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were, before we watch it, you're like, oh, I love this episode. I can't wait to watch it. It turns out I just love parts of it. I love the butterfly. I love the the pack of hobos uh-huh. that they come across in the They're desert. They're just chilling. They're just yeah, hanging out. I, lo- I like those guys. And I liked uh, the royal tart toter. Mm-hmm. Really freaky. It's kind of weird. Frothing at the mouth. Oh, so gross. Gross, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. So, snail watch? Snail watch. Where was the snail, bro? So the snail showed up in the window when Cinnamon Bun says, hey. Yeah, so towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Snail watch 2019. Snail Snail watch 2019. 2019. All right, Matt, what was your favorite line? My favorite line was, I'm gripped with the flavor. That's so funny. PB. Yeah. I didn't have a favorite line. Like, I was literally trying to wait for one. And, you know, like, usually the episodes are replete with Mm one-liners or ones that are, like, really mm, clever. But this one was not it for me. I'm going to be totally honest. The only reason I'm gripped with the flavor was my favorite line was because we were getting toward the end of the episode and I hadn't come up with one yet. Exactly. And I was like, why? And I saw you write that down. I was like, why can't you use that one too? But, yeah, seriously, I I really struggled on this episode. Mm. You want to give, give me an impression of a character? <sighs> yes. <laughs> okay. Hey! <laughs> that was Cinnamon Bun. Love it. You're welcome. It reminds me of Linda from Bob's Burgers. Nah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do... Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm not going to do one, actually, because I already did it at the end of the episode. That was the impression. The yeah. uh, Royal Tart Toter. Yeah. And I don't want to read the whole monologue again. You so did a really good job. So I'll just do... Uh, Nothing. Okay, then. (laughs) All right, so some trivia for this episode includes that the episode was previously titled Death by Dessert. Okay. I like the the name that they gave it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, another piece of trivia. The venue for the annual back rubbing ceremony is the same place where the sesquicentennial, that's a hard word, grand meeting of ooh royalty takes place near the end of the Duke. The Duke. The Duke. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then they end up, like, jumping up on the table. Yeah, and they get attacked. By the Marquis of Nuts. That's right. And the... And... And that squirrel that's obsessed with It was squirrel. Okay, it was a squirrel. I... I, For a second, I thought it was the the kid that Jake is jealous of. Oh, Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I knew... I was like, squirrel or Tiffany, but yeah. Crazy. Finn uses the word hubris in conversation, however, in the sixth episode of the miniseries Stakes, 
Apparently, he doesn't know the word and confuses it with Anubis. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Ooh, we're getting some continuity errors here. <laughs> so at the end of Power Animal, Jake says to Finn, let's go eat cinnamon bun. However, in this episode, he appears just fine. Yeah. I don't, I think that that was just a, let's go eat cinnamon bun. Not, cinnamon. not that they were yeah. actually going to do it, but just a silly. Maybe PB cloned him again. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Do you want to know what your prediction was for this episode based on the title? Uh, yeah. The Other Tarts? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know it's like not even close. Oh, it's... It's so different. A, a band called the Tarts performs at a party that Alice P. attends. She is jealous that they're getting a lot of attention, so she starts another band with the intention of stealing their glory. She names them Alice P.'s Rocking Band, but unfortunately, they come to be known as the Other Tarts. <laughs> Alice P. was in this episode. Yeah, she shows up for two seconds floating in space. <laughs> I love. She doesn't even have a line. So as far as creativity goes, I love that. That's an A. And as far as how close it is to the actual episode premise? Yeah. I think this is the furthest you've been. <laughs> well, I mean, in my defense, I am really creative. And creative minds um, don't have to know any boundaries. That's right. <laughs> that didn't even make any sense. I'll say you got a passing grade. Well, what was it? A passing grade is a C. Yes. So you're literally giving me a C on this. Yes. I question your grading. <laughs> Because I would not give myself a C. Okay. I'm not going to be mad at you if you are honest. F plus. Thank you. This deserves an F plus. And I think the plus is because I mentioned LSP and she was in the episode. Going to summer school. Do I have to do this myself? <laughs> Seriously, do your job, Matthew. I'm sorry. The state doesn't pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> they cut funding. So, <laughs> they got funding. Do you want to predict what the next episode's going to be about based on the name? Uh, yes, of course I do. It's my job. I must say, I love this title, To Cut a Woman's Hair. Okay. So, Lady Rainicorn and Jake have a fight. And I, I'm going to, so I, I pre-wrote this, this, this review, this uh, prediction. And the reason I did this specific thing is because when ladies have a change in relationship whether or not it's like amicable or they're breaking up or they're being broken up with often a woman will change their hair as a fresh start ah so this is why i picked this particular this is why this prediction is what it is interesting cool all right heard me heard you. <laughs> okay so lady Rainicorn and jake have a fight in a desire for a change she thinks about getting bangs she turns to the other princesses to help her make a decision. Jake turns to Finn to help win Lady back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's find out. Yep. Any last thoughts on this episode? Uh, not as good as I remembered, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. How about you? Um, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. We're pretty lukewarm on this one. Yeah. Not my favorite. All right. I mean, there, there are funny parts, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to end up being like one of the worst of the season, but not on the higher end. I agree. All right, listeners. Don't forget to keep an eye out for the second half of this episode later in the week. On behalf of Amy and myself, I want to say thanks for listening. Feel free to email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. We're on facebook.com slash ohmyglobpodcast. Our website is ohmyglobpodcast.wordpress.com. Twitter handle 
at Oh My Glob Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get some exposure. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.